Welcome to the Lean Into Love podcast, a spiritual self-compassion podcast and space devoted for you to find greater inner freedom, connect more fully to the world around you, and cultivate a deeper spiritual connection to a higher power. I'm your host, Gina Velez, a performer at heart, wellness enthusiast, self-love coach, and current grad student slash therapist in training, I have spent most of my life searching for ways to come back home to myself, back home to the wellspring of love. Along my journey, I have found transformative practices and met some incredible teachers. I now want to share it all with you because as Ram Dass once said, we are all just walking each other home. Let's embark on a journey of heart-centered exploration, vulnerability, and expansion. Together, we'll navigate the intricate dance between love and fear and discover the limitless power of the human heart. When we learn to love ourselves unconditionally, we radiate that love outward, making a profound difference in our relationships, our communities, and the world. The journey starts now, and I'm thrilled to have you by my side. Let's begin. Hi friend, happy almost December. I was meditating today and thought about how difficult it is for me to drop into meditation despite my years of practicing because of my very active mucky mind. So I wanted to record a podcast episode for those of you who are interested in meditation or even find meditation something that can be frustrating for you. Don't worry, it can be frustrating for me too. And again, I've been practicing for a little over 10 years now. I I want to say 12 years. So it's been a long time and it still can be really challenging for me. It really made me think, meditating today, how I, of all people, despite my constant wandering thoughts and my challenges with focusing, how I still choose to show up every day and practice my meditation. And I ask myself why, and there's like a ton of reasons that I can get into, but mainly it's because I simply feel better afterwards. I always feel like anything is possible and my heart just feels lighter. My soul feels lighter. So meditation enhances my general overall well-being and it regulates my emotions. It helps me sleep better. It reduces my stress and anxiety. And trust me, I have a lot of anxiety. (laughs) It allows me to befriend all parts of myself and it improves my cognitive functioning, which this includes um, executive functioning, memory, attention. It even helps me manage physical pain. Really, the list goes on. I just know that despite my constant wandering and gently bringing myself back to center, I know that I am doing something loving for myself. And that is so, so important. So in my coaching, I am always encouraging my clients and when I was a teacher, all of my students to develop a very consistent meditation practice. And I would get asked why all the time. And my response was just because it's good for you. (laughs) But Another analogy that I like to to remind people of is you wouldn't leave for work in the morning without brushing your teeth or taking a shower. Meditation is hygiene for the mind. It's taking the time to clean and freshen up the mind just as we would our body or our oral hygiene. 
And I know for me personally that on the days that I don't meditate, I feel I feel off. Like my mind wanders to places that don't really make me feel good. <laughs> and I'm quicker to anger, I'm more prone to sadness, all that good stuff. Meditation for me is mental discipline. And it really it does not require much else other than sitting in solitude for a few minutes and being present with my own thoughts. But that's the problem. <laughs> for the majority of the pop- population, and myself included, being present with one's own thoughts is actually terrifying. And this used to be me, so I get it. It wasn't until I exercised my mind, which is the meditation, and with the assistance of my incredible friend, medication, that my mind actually became my safe space. It's now my refuge from this crazy making, this fear-inducing world in which we live. Now when I feel like the world is too much, I just close my eyes and go inward and tap back into love. This is my place of peace. It is my home. It is my home back to myself with a capital S, again, using IFS language. So if you are someone who thinks, I can never get to that place of meditation, trust me, it's possible. I'm a prime example. Okay, so meditation, there's a couple of other examples that I want to share, maybe other analogies of what meditation is. So another one is meditation is like going to the gym. The results you see from going to the gym don't just happen overnight. They are slow, almost imperceptible, and it requires repetition, time, and that is the practice, right? That is why it's never a perfect. It's always changing and always a new experience every single time. Meditation is also habit forming. So the word discipline keeps coming up for me, but a word that I love even more than discipline is devotion. Devotion implies the same commitment as discipline, but it is more heart-centered, more loving. Devotion to me is more sustainable, and it allows me to actually want to show up to my seat or cushion because it is in service of my greatest good. Devotion is what compels me to take care and nurture me, myself, and I like the most loving parent would a toddler in need. And as with any habit, when I don't meditate, I actually begin to crave it. (laughs) The healthiest craving you can have. Yes, meditation is challenging. It requires absolutely nothing but stillness. And stillness is not something any of us are used to in this fast-paced world. Every time my thoughts wander, like a toddler, I bring it back to the breath, back to the present moment, which the breath anchors us into. And I love this analogy. Okay, imagine you are taking a toddler for a walk down the street. Every time that toddler begins to wander off the sidewalk and onto the grass or even the street, what do we do? we gently guide them back to center. We wouldn't get mad at them or scold the toddler for wandering off. They don't know any better and it's in their nature to explore. It's our job 
to teach them how to stay safe within those boundaries. If we were to get angry with the toddlers every time they veered right or left, we would just teach them that coming back to center is unsafe and not somewhere they want to come back to. This is the exact same with meditation. Our mind is the toddler. We gently remind the toddler to come back, come back to center. Every time our thoughts wander, how we guide ourselves back is what matters. So this is why we need to meditate. This is why practicing is so important. And then working with someone who knows how to help you meditate, aka me, because I'm a coach and this is what I do, is really, really helpful. I studied with a meditation instructor and it was a game changer for me. Um, yeah, meditation is so much better than alcohol or drugs. <laughs> That's why people turn to those external substances, though, in the first place, right? Because they're a quick fix. But they also come with terrible consequences that can cause death in some many cases. People just don't realize that they can achieve the same nirvana simply by meditating. And there are no negative results, from meditation. I think if you like meditated every single day for like weeks on end, yeah, perhaps you would become a little dissociated and and unable to integrate into this 3D reality, but I really don't see very many negative drawbacks to meditation. And then the coolest part is there are other forms of meditation. Just sitting in stillness is one form, and within that one form, there's guided meditations, there's vipassana meditation, which is a school of thought, there's transcendental meditation, which is what I studied for a while there, and um, yeah, just all, all kinds of meditation. Then there's the other branches, such as breathwork, which is a fantastic supplement supplemental form of it um, because it really like connects you to your body and um, can kind of create this head buzz that um, you know <laughs> what's his name Wim Hof he always says get high off your own supply it's a terrible accent but it's true it like creates this rush in your brain and instead of having a cup of coffee you can do some like crazy breath work exercises um, that you do have to be careful with though. Not, it's not great for every single person, every body. Um, yeah, we can do yoga. Yoga is movement meditation. Go for a run. That's meditative in its, in and of itself. And it creates endorphins and, um, going out for a walk in nature and just connecting to nature. That's a present moment meditation. There are so many different ways to practice meditation. Have I said meditation enough during this podcast episode? I don't know. You tell me. (laughs) All right. So I'll conclude. Everything comes back to meditation. It is this liminal space where we can be most truly free. And inner freedom is our birthright. We just forget. This world that we live in, this soporific world that we live in is asleep and unaware, and it truly does feel threatened by those of us who wake up and begin to find peace within because everyone else is trying to find it externally. 
Plus, many people, aka those in power, would lose money and then a whole paradigm shift would have to occur. And no one, except for the people who are awake, enjoy paradigm shifts. But I digress. (laughs) This is why I have my clients meditate. This is why I meditate. It should be a daily practice in everyone's life. Yet how many of us actually take our happiness as seriously as getting our Starbucks or brushing our teeth? There are many more benefits to meditation, which I will save for another episode, but I will close with this. If only we prioritized meditation, the world would be a more loving place. I hope you have a beautiful day. And if you have any questions or want to learn how to meditate, go ahead and hit me up. Let's talk. I'd love to share everything I know with you. In the meantime, be well. Thank you for listening to the Lean Into Love podcast. And thank you for taking the time to learn how to be a little bit more compassionate with yourself. A small amount certainly goes a long way. If you enjoyed what you heard today, I invite you to work with me inside the Self Love Club, a one-on-one virtual coaching program where you'll learn how to love yourself more fully through holistic and integrative wellness practices. Each session is specifically designed to fit your goals and needs. Visit theyogina.com and book a free discovery call so we can create a roadmap of how we'll get you there today. And if you haven't already, hit subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. If you enjoyed your time here, rate and review this podcast. That way other souls on their journey back home to themselves can learn from people like you. Until next time, keep leaning into love. And remember, you are worthy, you are loved, and you are never alone.